Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. All men and women created by the... Go, you know the, you know the thing. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See you in your dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, surrounded by American flags, red, white, and blue bunting. We've got confetti up in the ceiling and nets ready to be dropped. Bunting is dead. It's all about the home run. And today, under the tutelage of our general manager, the American voter exercising their sacred right to have a generally uninformed say in our nation's business. (laughs) Voting for our overly powerful government, which should be a tiny fraction of what it is. And the biggest question, I suppose, is the 90 million people that voted already... Is that just the same 90 million people that were going to vote anyway that they voted early and turn out it's going to be roughly the same? Or are we going to see something like we've never seen in the history of this country? Yeah, I've heard so many people guessing at it. I, I don't have any idea. I will not pollute the airwaves with further guessing. No, I have no idea. Well, um, neither but, does anybody else, honestly. No, but that's the uh, that's that's the dealio. That's the dealio right there, I think, because um, I don't think Trump can win if it's a normal turnout. Um, but if it uh, if it bl- uh, blows the doors off any uh, any predictions, blows up all the models, obviously anything could happen tonight. And it'll be very exciting. I long for the humiliation and disappointment of the news anchors on the left. I know the various people who wept when Hillary left l- right lost up. rather. Lady Gaga and Cher. Do we have you know, that clip? Or we got to have that clip today. We got to run okay, that. Okay, I'll have to find we, that. We got to oh, run yeah. that all day just, long. I, <laughs> I want that even more than the outcome politically, well, which right, makes right. me a bad person. Right. I yes. think, <laughs> I think that is more common than not. I really, yes. I think, I think there's something going on with Trump that nobody really understands yet. The books have not been written. The psychology of it still isn't completely understood. I don't even understand it myself. Uh, in my in my own head, I was talking about it with Sean last night, and he said that's what people on my side don't get. Because I was talking about 2016 that night, the glee I had. I'm not exaggerating when I say that was one of the greatest nights of my life. Yes, watching the returns come in and all those people be so disappointed on MSNBC, all the people, my whole effing life, all of the media, all of the musicians, all of Hollywood, all the college professors. Everybody, all the time, telling us we're losers and we're wrong. And make and us having to keep our mouths shut while you lecture us about crap. You had to suck it that night. That was that wasn't about policy. It wasn't about anything. It was all that feeling. Right. And that's what caused that 96-mile-long Trump train in Arizona yesterday. Did you see that? Wow. 96 miles long. That wasn't about policy. There's something else going on, and I don't, I, like I said, I don't even understand it in my own head. Well, as I was screeding, is that a, can I do, will the judges permit that? Uh, yesterday about it, it, it is, it's a lot of things, Tucker Carlson actually uh, had some pretty good analysis last night that we'll play for you about why Trump is so popular, but part of it, 
a huge part of it, is a rejection of the smug, yep. condescending Absolutely. left intelligentsia. Absolutely. Uh, oftentimes, uh, it troubles me that the vehicle for that has to be Donald Trump <laughs> and some of the things he says and does. Right, as I was saying yesterday. But but ultimately, at the end of the day, if he wins tonight, and I think it's highly unlikely uh, anybody's going to be declared the winner tonight, but if he were to win tonight, I would have that same feeling of, <laughs> oh, Washington Post, Brian Williams, all of Hollywood. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. the feeling I would have, not about, well, well finally, we get the, this particular policy or that particular policy. I'd roll around in it like Caligula. And that's probably not healthy, but that that uh, uh, driving force that exists all across the country, even if Trump loses, he's going to have the highest vote total, uh, one of the highest vote totals in American history, even if he loses. Mm-hmm. All of those people still exist and still have that feeling I was just describing. Right. So wh- where does that go in future cycles? I don't, I don't have any idea. No predicting it. As the left gets leftier... And the animosity toward them grows. I mean, because I was thinking about it, you know, the result. Whatever it happens to be and whatever we find out depends, you know, how crazy slash crooked uh, Pennsylvania turns out to be. And maybe not crazy or crooked at all, but, you know, let's keep an eye on it. But in in years past, you know, Bush v. Gore, Romney and Obama and the rest of it, it was, I mean, I was rooting for my side, but I wasn't devastated or, you know, depressed when it went the other way. I thought, all right. Another Democrat administration. Here we go. Yes, my taxes are going up. Yeah, my taxes are going up. Spending's going to go up. Some giant new program's going to start. But, you know, the world keeps spinning. Now it feels different. Feels really different. Uh, Kamala and old Joe, who who's, looks to have about six weeks left in him. I mean, on <laughs> oh, Earth. Um, <clears throat> where Glad the goes. election isn't seven weeks from today. Yeah. <laughs> Where that ends up, who who freaking oh, come on. <laughs> looks like he's got six weeks left. Oh, anyway. he looks terrible, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, he looks awful. Uh. <laughs> Incoherent. Anyway, I got a lot more on that, but we got to move on. I, t- I took in a number of podcasts that got me fired up yesterday. Let's get fired up. Uh. According to some reports, we are fired up. So we'll be keeping an eye on it, but uh, really all the excitement's going to come tonight. I did come across, I was reading uh, Sarah Isger in the Dispatch, who really likes, she's worked on campaigns and drilled this down to the granular granular level. And she's pretty as a picture. What particular county in Florida to look at as a, as a serious indication of what's going to happen? So, you know, oftentimes they, they, they give you the county results um, early in the evening. So anyway, which way did the villages go? That's a big one. Is it? Yep. yep. Uh, Everybody riding around on their golf cart, you know, cocktailing all day long because they're retired. Will they hang with Trump? There are, I think, 206 counties in America that went for Obama twice and then went for Trump. 206 of them. Uh, how many of those does he hang on to? There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm not great. Um, Uh-oh. I- what happened? Well, I voted yesterday in person. I did the old-fashioned, you know, you fill in the bubbles and stuff like that. You accidentally voted for Pat Buchanan, didn't No, I, I, I voted for Joe, uh, but I thought I was voting for Joe Biden, but I thought J-O was short for Joe, J-O-E, and so I voted for Joe Jorgensen, there the go. libertarian well, candidate. Good. That's a I good thing. I didn't pay attention. It's a better choice. I didn't you didn't know how to spell Joe, so you didn't know. Right. So I, I thought it's it was a misleading just, ballot. Low information voter. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, J O was short for J O E. 
Yeah. Right, exactly. They're trying to save right, ink. Right. Michael, help yourself to a nice uh, pot of paste and just relax. So I guess I can go in there, tell them, hey, I voted paper ballots, and they'll let me dig through. Yeah, find, that's find the way it, it works. You know, I've change changed my mind. You right. know what would be a fun thing? I, I don't know how you'd do this legally uh, or whatever, but just I, I would like to find like the 10 least informed voters in America oh. and have them on Jimmy Kimmel tonight. Oh, whether they're Trump voters or Biden voters or whoever, just like the least informed voters in America. Right. That really seriously, not only no idea what's going on, but like completely wrong ideas about what's going on. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're at war with uh, India or whatever they think. Right. Uh, as they vote. Which way is the equator, north <laughs> or south? You know, just anything. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing quite well. have a strange nervous energy about me today that I can't quite put my finger on. Um, I've also been paying... It's puberty. Uh, is that mm-hmm. what it is? Oh, late bloomer. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I've also never been invested during a, a uh, an election cycle as well, so that's kind of been interesting to further my uh, my investing education and mm. trying to look up precedents of, you know, so what I can... Uh, if something seems out of whack or if, uh, if a big move happened, I can be, oh, no, that always happens in election years or mm. whatever. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's... it's uh, strangely interested uh, in this election, more so than I have been in, in any of the past ones. You and, uh, like, 90% of the country. Sean was mentioning yesterday, and I think it's true, he feels like uh, the, the the most balanced coverage he gets comes from uh, financial publications. And oh, that there's only, truth to that. And that yeah. only makes sense because they can't get wrapped up in the whole, this is what I want to happen in investing. You just can't. No. No, they're the only place that isn't. Look what the other. Look what Party X is doing to ruin the country. They're actually just trying. They they seem to be trying to navigate the seas as opposed to blame the tides on of somebody. Course. I don't know. I'm just working, working that um, saying out. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, November third. I forgot to say yesterday rents due, Michael. I'm sorry about that. Rent was due yesterday. I hope you got it in. Uh, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. Now, we've made a lot of progress in the last four four days, and I've also worked well, you have- very hard. A lot of people said, how do you do that? I said, I do it because I have to do it. But it's uh, right. it's been an honor, and it's well- been such love. That is an old man that sounds worn out, and I would be too after his schedule over the last couple of days. Oh, yeah, and he's got another bear of a day today, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know how these people do it that run for president. They're driven by something that the rest of us don't understand. And I've, you, we've both read enough books about that. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a fever that the rest of us never get and, uh, don't understand. I think you'd need to be a tweaker who's out of meth to understand it. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Just that, that lust or a 17 year old lad. Yeah. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Really good. I mean, America has won uh, in terms of mailbag. We've got our giant <laughs> we've got our giant uh Donald Trump cardboard cutout, thumbs up. Then we got our giant cardboard Joe Biden head over here. Uh staring, Watch me. staring at us. <laughs> You're watching we, me. As, it's like the Mona Lisa, his eyes just follow me no why, matter where I go. I bought that at uh, the Halloween store. Why did anybody even make a giant cardboard uh, Joe Biden head? To terrify people. <laughs> Come on. It's like bigger than a manhole cover. Those are some good air plugs, though. I mean, because his head is like 10 times the normal size of a human head, and you can really see the detail. And yeah. <laughs> that's, that's some really good hair transplant. Anyway, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. So much to get to. Armstrong and Getty. 
Armstrong and Getty Show. I've been very vocal for my support for everyone besides Donald Trump. Heavily supported Bernie, heavily supported Hillary. And I still think that in her lifetime, she deserves to be the first female president. There you go. That's what makes me so sad. Miley Cyrus crying four years ago. That's what I'm looking for tonight. That's how I know out. The pain of celebrities is really what I'm looking for. Her tears are my nourishment. Her tears have magically sustained me. Like unicorn tears. I'm lapping them up. If Trump can't win, can we just do this? Can we pretend that Trump won? Enjoy the pain of all those people, and then you can have Biden as president. Can I make that trade off? Right. We'll take the joy, then you can have the presidency. <laughs> Mailbag. Hey. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day from George Orwell. And it's not directly a freedom-loving quote of the day, but it echoes some stuff Thomas Sowell has said, among others. It is man's intelligence that makes him so off... Oh, it's from uh, Aldous Huxley. Did I say that? I think I said Orwell. It's Huxley. Is it man's intelligence that makes him so often behave more stupidly than the beasts? Man is impelled to invent theories to account for what happens in the world. Unfortunately, he's not quite intelligent enough, in most cases, to find correct explanations. And he goes into some examples. Only man behaves with such gratuitous folly. It is the price he has to pay for being intelligent, but not as yet intelligent enough. Hmm. That describes academia. And Sowell's great quote that there's, and others have said it, there are some ideas so ridiculous only an intellectual could believe them. Something we're posting uh, as we speak at the website, really interesting. A fellow by the name of Tristan Edwards created an online tool that you can click on everything from uh, socialist to alt-right and and prog- far left to progressive, uh, moderate left, moderate, uh, and all the way to the right end of the spectrum and see what their Twitter feed looks like. So you can see the intellectual bubble or silo. Oh, how interesting that is that? people in various political quarters oh, I uh, are that. in. I love yeah, that. I, I only had two or three minutes to play with it this morning, but it was pretty interesting. Uh, and that is or, or will be very soon at armstrongandgetty.com under today's hot links. Thank you, Mike. Um, uh, also, speaking of the website, apparently we were hacked for a time yesterday uh, by some uh, lunatic who is posting our uni- Twitter or uh, our website. Our website. Yeah. Okay. Hacked Hack by- away. Feel free. No, Knock no, yourself no. out. No, no, no. Nobody ever hacks anybody's Twitter account. Somebody has a couple of drinks and tweets something they later regret. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Ah, the website was hacked, at least briefly, by somebody posting bizarro stuff uh, on the theme of Unabomber for President. Hmm. Uh, very strange. Tough, tough to explain. And if you're going to hack our website, uh, promote some business or porn up there or something. A Unabomber what, for porn President. up there? There's like cartoon pigs saying Unabomber for President. Sorry. Wow, that was odd. Boy, hearing the voice of Hillary Clinton in my head. That's what I think is going to happen before I die. This is Something's brilliant. gone wrong with my brain in aneurysm, and I hear Hillary's voice shouting. Oh, that'd be a hell of a way to go. And it's all over. And I walk toward the light, and that's it. Yes, yes, uh, you'll, yes. You'll be missed. Uh, this is brilliant. Tom in San Jose writes, Should the Biden-Harris regime be elected today, I expect they will impose a new proclamation of dependence on the country. 
We hold these our new truths to be obvious, that all select your self-identified gender are created equal, and they, them, are endowed by the government with certain unalienable rights, that among these are strife, poverty, and the pursuit of crappiness. <laughs> Signs off, B-M-S-R-O-T-C-I-C-T-I-U, banging my straight razor on the curb in case there is unrest. <laughs> <laughs> there will be unrest. More on that to come. There yeah. will be violence, and it will all come from one direction. Yeah, well, according to the media, it's all from the right. <laughs> no, it's all from Trump people. Oh, I almost dropped an F-bomb. I'm, gonna talk I'm about sorry that. I even thought of it in the presence of such nice people. <laughs> I you're apologize for thinking it. You, you're sorry you even thought the F word. It was rude to me. You're a good person. Eh. Uh, Al Anonymous, uh, well, Al Anonymous identifies themselves. I am Flufferton Thomas, and I am Sean's third cat. He continues to deny my existence. When I'm on his lap and we're watching The Mandalorian together, we both cry whenever Baby Yoda is in danger. I don't have a single cat, let alone a third. Some cry when Baby Yoda's in danger. Some doubt that I am real, but you can find me on Twitter and parlor at Sean's Third Cat. There you go. Well, you have a Twitter account and a parlor account. No, I do not. (laughs) Well, his cat does. The third cat. Second cat is off social media. Found it uh, too depressing and anxious. Man, we got a lot more great email I want to get cool. to, but we're out of time. And other things for are Canadian mu- to look for tonight that, um, that will amuse me all day long. So stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But heading into tomorrow, everyone's eyes are on the polls, especially in swing states. Listen to this. In the critical battleground states, a poll from the New York Times and Siena College shows Biden leading Trump in four key states, up by six points in Arizona, three in Florida, six in Pennsylvania, and 11 points in Wisconsin. At this point, the best thing Biden can do to win the election is to lose his voice. Just don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just don't, don't put your glasses under. Take them off. Just don't do anything. So get the corn dog away from him. No corn dog. No corn dog. No. Don't do it. Just stay home. It's like bringing a kid into an antique store. Don't touch anything. Just don't touch anything. I know it looks like it's just don't touch. Funny. <laughs> I've said those very words. Um, uh, funny joke. Uh, yet another example of what uh, you know uh, it makes Trump supporters enthused because you spend your whole life listening to the joke be about your side, always, everywhere you go, every show you watch, all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wears on you. Sure. And then so you see like um, that ninety-five mile long Trump. Parade in Arizona over the weekend. All those trucks with flags. Did you see 95 that? miles? That was for that giant rally that looked like, uh, you know, the Pope had landed in Argentina or something like that. I mean, just an incredible rally. Uh, more on, on that in a little bit because uh, I'm going to get worked up about that. But um, I've got so much good stuff today. I'm just like containing myself is going to be the hard part. Wow. So I came across one of these things Super. this morning. I love these. I just wanted to put these to bed. Any of these predictors who's going to who's going to win? And there's so many of them. Um, we used to have a chicken in the studio mm-hmm. on Election Day. We did that for years. Yeah, it would poop on uh, pictures of the various candidates. I'm and, sorry and I missed w- that time. It was always right, well, including in 2000. 
and and tape exists of this. We should have dug it out. At the very end of the show, I'm looking at the chicken poop in the cage, and I remember, because I've heard the tape many times through the years, saying, I, I can't tell. It's it's like a tie. It's, it's a toss-up. I can't tell who won. The year 2000. How amazing is that? And not that amazing. So that's my whole point. What? That <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> it's so, incredible. It was a tie. You went to the Supreme Court. There's, Florida. There's so, there's so many of these out here. I was looking at this one this morning. This cookie poll has predicted the last three elections. Some place that makes cookies and it makes a presidential cookie and you break it in half even if more was on this half and okay. there's like you know there's if if uh if the Redskins uh, win uh, score more points than the Chiefs the weekend before an election the last three elections whatever we we have one election every 4 years and it's a 50-50 choice. <laughs> so when you say since 2008 you you flipped a, a coin and it came up the same thing three times in a row. That's not that crazy. It's a miracle. It's not that crazy. <laughs> what that are the happen. odds? <laughs> not, it's not that hard. It's not that hard <laughs> to get heads or tails like twice in a row or three times in a row or even four times in a row. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't mean you can predict things from there on out. I know it's fun for the evening news or whatever, but let's... let's, let's, let's yeah, let's. but the next time it's like a million to one it comes up heads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this just to make Jack crazy. I just think that's funny. Uh, let's try to be smarter than that. Yes, please. Let's not be the chicken in the cage. Uh, another funny thing before I get to my angry thing. Oh, and we got to talk about Kamala Harris's uh, cry for socialism 48 hours before an election, oh. which has a lot of people con- on the left. I saw a bunch of Twitter uh, stuff on the left saying, why would you do this when you're ahead two days before an election? You what, know what? What is this for? You know, it's fun. <laughs> well, you got all sorts of stuff you can do. I'll, I'll make this short. Uh, I heard a Kamala Harris speech. It happened to come on one of the news stations I was on the other day. And I thought, okay, I'll listen to it for a, sec- a couple of seconds. It was astounding how many words she used to say absolutely nothing, which is clearly the strategy. Hey, that's my playbook. But it it was it was just about fairness and taking this country back and we're for the people and the people are for us. There was no poly- there was nothing in it. Which is clearly the strategy, just cheery-sounding verbiage. Absolutely, and I understand it. I don't knock them for that at all. I saw an MSNBC reporter, actually, and I was surprised by this. Uh, I think criticizing, it's hard to tell sarcasm sarcasm in uh, tweets and texts, as we all know. Yeah, there has to be a sark mark. But I think they were criticizing the fact that Kamala Harris made it to Election Day without doing a press conference at all. I would have done the same thing if I were running their campaign. Why would you? Nobody was putting any pressure on you. More than one of our clever emailers have pointed out the success rate of the prevent defense in various sports. Oh, well, yeah. It frequently uh, ends up being a a miserable failure. Yeah. But um, it's something. How many many real press conferences? I don't think Joe Biden did one real press conference. And And he only did like two phony ones. Yeah, surrounded were, by a friendly fire. Right. He, he didn't do one real one, and he did two really phony ones. I mean, mm. hardly any of those. And 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 he may pull it off. He might end up getting elected tonight. So, uh, this is stupid. Presidential choice by first name: the ten most common female names, and then ten most common male names of adults, and their preference for president. Overwhelmingly, Richards prefer Trump. Mm. Thomas's, Williams. Nancy's and Michael's prefer Trump. You go down to the bottom, uh, the, the way this is laid out, the Biden supporters, Karen, Barbara, Lisa, Patricia, and Elizabeth 
are almost certain to vote for Biden. Yeah. Having the Karen vote's kind of a bad look in 2020. <laughs> and they're voting for Biden. Kind of interesting, isn't that, isn't it? I suppose it's not surprising that there's some reasons some people with certain political tendencies. It's all about age, I think. Really? Well, and, and, and ovaries, apparently. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, Biden yeah, yeah, list yeah. was uh, slightly yep. heavy on, on the gals. I noticed that, too. God bless you. I realize uh, there are many fine women listening right now who do not swing that way. Uh, back to the anger. Ah, yes. It's been two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me skip the anger for one second and get to um, the county that Sarah Isger from the dispatch says is the pivotal county for her watching early in the evening. And I know this is what I'm going to tune into. So as we've been saying, Florida and North Carolina are closing down their polls. Uh, Florida is done at 8 Eastern. North Carolina is done at 4.30 Eastern, I think. So, 7.30 uh, Eastern. 7.30 Eastern. Yeah. 4.30 on the East Coast. West Coast. Um, West Coast. It's really hard to follow Get you. Get them all backwards. Yep. <laughs> Reading and talking at the same time. Yeah, I know. Never works. Nope. Never works. Scanning, scrolling, but anyway, misspeaking. So early in the evening or late in the afternoon, depending on where you live, um, Florida and North Carolina will be wrapping up, and those two states, Trump almost has to win to uh, to have a shot at it. If he wins both of those, it all of a sudden becomes a 50-50 race, which is very exciting. But in Florida, there's one particular county, Pinellas. Of all the counties on this list and in this country, this is the one to watch for me, says Sarah Isger, who breaks this down for the dispatch. If Trump wins Pinellas, he's won Florida, and we are in for a long night. That's the Tampa-St. Petersburg area, 450,000 votes up for grabs. Obama won it both times. Trump barely won it. He won it by one point in 2016. Mm. But her belief is if he wins that county, Florida is his, and it's it's a good indication for a lot of different things. So I'll be watching that because they regularly break start breaking it down by counties as the results are coming in. Yeah, you know they say they'll say with you know seventy five percent reporting we have this county and that county and everything so the Pinellas I Pinellas heard on county. one news outlet that uh. the percent of precincts reporting is antiquated outdated and they will not use that phrase anymore now it's with X percent of the expected votes in okay uh, given the uh, enormity of the oh, mail in no, slash early I, vote I get that completely I get that completely because mm-hmm. my whole life I've always thought okay so you got uh, 80% of the precincts in or whatever, but you haven't included Los Angeles. Right. I remember uh, Milwaukee was late in reporting in 2016, and that's a heavily Democratic, huge county in Wisconsin and, and pivotal. Turns out, uh, you know, it didn't switch the result. Here's my little anger thing. and uh, So I posted on the Twitter last night, you should really follow us on the Twitter, the video of that 95-mile-long Trump train in Arizona. Truck after truck after truck, mostly trucks and SUVs with Trump flags or American flags, driving through Arizona. Absolutely amazing. I don't think anybody has ever had the sort of enthusiastic base that Donald Trump has in our nation's history. Not since G. Washington. Uh, who would it be? If you've got a nominee, let, let me know who it was. But it's just absolutely incredible. Um, but then this woman named Renee Graham, who I only know because I watch MSNBC sometimes, and she's on Brian Williams all the time. She's a university professor of some sort and a pundit that's on MSNBC all the time. She tweeted out a picture of the Trump train. That's all the trucks with Trump flags and USA flags next to a picture of a bunch of trucks in the Middle East with ISIS flags and ISIS in them and said, do you see the difference? Me neither. 
And she's a regular on Brian Williams every night, breaking down politics for this nation, calling the people of Arizona, going to a Trump rally with American flags in their trucks. Do you see any difference between them and ISIS? Me neither. What the hell is that? That any human being would post that online is astonishing to me. Oh, yeah, that it be, would be a professor who's on TV all the time? Yeah, it would be outlandish if it's your, your wacky neighbor who's got four followers. But somebody Five that's cats. regularly on no offense, one of the m- most watched shows on one of I'm the taken. big cable news networks oh, yeah. treated as a serious commentator on the news of the day believes Trump supporters are the same as ISIS. Come on now. The You know, we were talking earlier about that uh, uh, groovy web thing where you can look at how your Twitter feed looks at various spots along the political spectrum. Um, it's at armstrongandgetty.com under hotlinks. If you were to go as far right as that is left, you would be like not the lower levels of the clan. You'd be talking about grand imperial wizard level right wing lunatic. That's that's mental illness territory. And that person's on MSNBC MSNBC. That's unfriggin' believable. It really well, is. well, I tell you what, the one gratifying thing about it, because I saw that, was the responses on Twitter. They were massively uh, on the side of, of good sense and, and condemning that, saying, yeah, yeah, the people on the right would execute you for being gay, or the people on the right would kill you for dissent, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, I, I, don't, I hardly even want to dignify it. It's so horrifying. Yeah, it's troubling. It's troubling where we are, and, oh, that, and that, that is not going away no matter who wins tonight. Right. The problem is, and look, take heart, my friends. Humankind has faced many problems, and, and you got to have courage. But uh, the problem is, if Biden gets the White House and the Democrats take the Senate, there will be a wide open, just Criscoed up runway for the critical race theory lunatics to indoctrinate the kids. I mean, it will be wide open. Uh, we got a lot more on a lot of other stuff. <clears throat> I saved the anger part for last because I, you know, we got fun stuff today. There's there's funny stuff on an election day. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, a lot of good relevant stuff too. Uh, another troubling note: America is bracing for inevitable violence. Why is that? Where's that going to come from? Uh, by the way, if you go to a poll today and you actually go in person and you see anything interesting at all, you know, unusually long lines, unusually short lines, um, uh, people with guns, people with signs, whatever it is. Uh, give us a text, 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Which polls? All of them. Okay. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If that nice old man loses, America's cities will be wrecked by his voters. 
A uh, couple of, uh, where wouldn't I do it? Only I'm an idiot. Only yeah. 17% of people expect to have to know who's the winner tonight. So hopefully that will keep any possible mayhem down just because people aren't going to know what the result is. You and you think get... it'd be too weird to riot Wednesday night or Thursday night? <sighs> yeah, I think it'll come in at like 2 in the afternoon on Thursday or something. Yeah, Pennsylvania goes for Trump, and then I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there, there was a riot. I can't remember what city. Oh, I think it was New York. It was fairly short-lived, but uh, buildings were wrecked and looted and the rest of it based on a rumor that the cops had shot yeah. a guy when he shot himself. But it would, it, would, it would seem weird for any rioting to happen tonight since there won't be any results. Well, nonetheless, I think it's incredibly troubling that cities across America, literally coast-to-coast coast and, and Canada to Mexico, uh, have boarded up their downtowns. I happen to know all of the Target stores in uh, Northern California are boarding themselves up in anticipation of violence and looting. Nice country we're running here. Well, uh, Quick uh, go-around. Gene writes, I got much more on that. My, uh, I got a lot to say on it, but that's not what we're talking about here. So right. later. Exactly. Jack has a great deal to say. His huh hides volumes. <laughs> Uh, nice note from Gene. Went to uh, vote before I needed to leave for work in the southeast Phoenix Valley. Polls open at 6. I got there at 6.05. I'd be number about 200 in line. I'm going to go back at 1 and wait in line. Uh, W-O-F-T-T-T. Watch out for the Trump train. <laughs> Gene, thank you, Gene. People with your sign-offs. Uh, Brian. <laughs> Brian writes, I just got back from voting here in Ohio. Probably took 20, 25 minutes to get in, which wasn't too bad. I put the earbuds in and tuned the world out. The playlist of choice was Grand Funk Railroad's E Pluribus Funk. Wow. I'd not even ever listened to the album before, but I remember the name. <laughs> Holy crap, there's some awesome playing on that. <laughs> so uh combination uh, report from the Ohio Polls and review of a 35-year-old album. I know, 35? I was, 40. I was listening to some album I'd never heard before over the weekend from uh, the 60s, a jazz album, and I thought... As we've often thought, why do they keep making new music? There's so much great music that I haven't discovered yet that's already out there. Yeah. I, I, I think that is I'm writing music. I think nobody wants this. <laughs> nobody needs I don't need it. Well, I understand why it's artists a compulsion. do it. It's for their own, uh, you know, what artists have to do. You got to let it out. Yeah. Grand Funk Railroad's E Pluribus Funk. I'll try it. Thanks, Brian. Uh, some COVID data from the always reliable uh, Nikki. Uh, first of all, says the uh, COVID reporting in the mainstream areas, uh, media is absolutely terrible. And it is. It is so horrible. It's fear-mongering. It's distortions. It's oversimplifications and the rest of it. Uh, she says she thinks we do a pretty good job. Thank you very much. Pretty good job. Well, no, uh, you know, eh, it's fairly accurate. Uh, these are, in my opinion, the only numbers of any value in the overall discussion. Total cases, 9.28 million. Um, that's since March 1, 2020, includes people that have recovered, were asymptomatic, or died. That's from the New York Times, by the way, the liberal New York Times. Nine point, uh, about nine and a quarter million. Total deaths, 231,000 or so. Again, it was reported in the New York Times yesterday, includes deaths of people who died with COVID, but doesn't discuss any other factors that might have contributed. Total U.S. population, 331 million. Cases as a percentage of the total population, 2.8%. Of the population has had the vid. Deaths as a percentage of the total population is 0.07%. People affected by the COVID shutdown, roughly 100%. That number is not verified, but I'm pretty close. Uh, that is interesting. 
I mean, it could continue to grow and kill people, and we don't want that, but we've said from the beginning. Well, Jack, I love it. Your, your favorite saying is, if only we could save 99% of us. Turns out we're saving 99.93 of us. Right. How much did you disrupt life to save 99% to avoid, to save more than 99% of people? Yeah. Um, I know I saw this uh, broken down by age, and it's an interesting way to look at statistics because um, 200 and whatever, 50,000 people dying. That's a hell of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's like eight, eight years of car wrecks. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's absolutely amazing. Yep. But you break it down by age, and for people twenty to forty nine, which would be a lot of people listening right now, point zero 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 two. For people ages fifty to sixty nine, which is all the rest of the people listening right now, well, point hey, hang on now, point zero zero five. That's deaths. Deaths. Yeah. Point zero zero five. And then you get to 70 plus and you get to point zero five four, and then the total stat that you mentioned. But it's a tiny percentage. Right. An interesting uh, thought experiment for you because the left is so into, uh, you know, science and the rest of it. And um, that a woman should have a right to choose until quite late, choose abortion late in her pregnancy. Um, I think there's an analogy here. I don't have time to complete it, but I will in moments. Please don't go away. Armstrong and Getty.